On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a big win in Miami on the defensive end. Plus, Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans make their debut. Could the Mavericks have gotten this win before the trade? Could they have made this happen the way that they won in this game? Luka Doncic scored zero points in the fourth quarter. What? We'll talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavericks. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, where you can hang out with us. Thanks uh, for uh, for listening. You can also check out the Lockdown NBA show that I will be hosting tomorrow, so go check out that feed as well. And joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer at Maz.com. The Heat Hoodlum, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Well, it's always good beating the Miami Heat. I mean, let's go. I mean, I thought at some point uh, Bennett Salvatore is going to come out of uh, the tunnel. I thought he actually did come into the game at one point. I'm like, uh, this, this officiating is brutal. Donaghy but... and Associates hanging out in this game. <laughs> but what a fun win. I was trying to think of, I don't know if it's the biggest win of the season. They've had some uh, a, big, a few big ones this, this year. But as far as most fun, I think this is definitely a top three game that I had the most fun watching this year. Definitely one of the mo- most fun games. Kirk tweeted, Kirk Henderson tweeted out afterwards, you know, is this the best road win the Mavs have had? So I went back and looked through all of them. And the only one that comes, like they beat the Clippers on the road, I guess. They beat the Grizzlies on the road by 30 to clinch the season series. That was a good win. But this is probably, I mean, this is the best team they've definitely beat on the road this year, if you just want to count that. And so this is a, a massive win. Plus, you add in the fact that these two new guys debuted, and so we'll talk about them. But also, Luka Doncic scored zero points in the fourth quarter. Think about the two games the Mavericks just played the last two games. Against the Clippers, Luka scores 23 points in the fourth quarter. The rest of the Mavs score seven, and they lose. This game, Luka scores zero. The rest of the Mavs score 26, and they win. Just how, just completely different games that the Mavericks have played the last couple of days. And I think some of these new guys are, I mean, they're, they're already doing some of the things that we hoped that they would do. But we'll talk about them. But, I mean, the, the defense has to to start us off here because this Mavericks team plays defense in a way that we have not seen before. And against this Miami Heat team, that's a really good team. Number one team in the East. They should not be taken lightly. They were healthy. They had Lowry. They had Jimmy Butler. They had, you know, Bam Adebayo. They had all their guys, basically. Duncan Robinson and all that. The Mavs get a win, and they held them under 100 points. Massive. Yeah, I think the coaching staff deserves a lot of credit. I, th- I thought Kidd coached an incredible game. I mean, I think Spo has been one of the better coaches in the league for you know a decade now. But he's he was I, one of the top fifteen coaches of all time. He made that list. Yeah, I mean he's incredible. But and I th- I thought Kidd and the coaching staff did great tonight, having the team prepared because you know when, when you when you trade out guys, even though the you know the Mavs sent you know just KP out, they brought in. You know, two new guys, you know, both of these guys, Dinwiddie played 23 minutes, Berton's 13. We'll we'll talk more about them later in the pod. But it's like anytime you're incorporating new guys like that, in addition to you, you know, Reggie Bullock's not in this game, who yep. is a starter now. And I did not expect them to be so much on a string like they were defensively of 
I'm like, wow, how did you how did you bring in the integrate these two guys and you know lose Reggie, put Josh Green into the starting lineup? Like it would have been completely like it would have made sense tonight if their defense you know lacked. Like if you would have told if I would have seen this before the game and I'm like, okay. Ah, uh, they're probably going to give about one fifteen. Like, they did I mean, in the I, first half. In the first half, I didn't think their defense was very good at all. They were really trying to integrate these new guys, and the Mavs' defense relies on communication, knowing where you're going, and knowing exactly who you're supposed to basically close out on. Right? Like guys have to yeah. scramble to close out and run around and follow the ball. You know, all that kind of stuff. They have to uh, be really in tune with each other. And you have two brand new guys that have practiced one time with the Mavericks, and you wouldn't expect them to play defense as well as they did. And in the first half, they didn't. In the second half, man, they turned it on. They held they held the Heat to 19 points in the third quarter and 21 in the fourth quarter. That's that's crazy to me. It's insane. And I think a lot of it has to do with their rotation up front. You know, they're, they're bigs. And the game that Maxi played tonight was absolutely insane. Of I mean, 19 points off the bench. I mean, we have to say off the bench because he didn't start the game, but he started the second half. That was the adjustment, you know, from kids camp in this once again love the fact that they make adjustments and like hey we're going to try something yeah. new here they they start maxing the second half you know he ends up playing 34 minutes in the game but 19 points five blocks for maxi um what a difference it has and, and i don't you know we're gonna obviously tie kp into this because they just traded him but i'll make a statement on this i don't think that the mavericks win this game if porzingis is a maverick and i just don't and playing in the game. And playing in the game. I, I don't think they can pull they they could have pulled off this game like they did defensively and everything if KP was out there on the floor. Because once once you look at this Miami team, you have Bam as their lone big out there. It's like, all right, well, who who is KP guarding? Right? Like when they're switching off players and they're Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, Bam, they're moving all these guys around. Well, who's KP switching off on? Who can he stay in front of? Who and that's where, man, having this ability to throw Maxi out there, especially when you know Dwight goes and gets in foul trouble there, which is kind of a blessing in disguise. <laughs> and Maxi, especially against this Miami team, was the lone big. It's like, okay, like this is where you have that flexibility. You can switch. This is we've been joking about the Toronto thing, like we're the Toronto of the West, kind of of what Toronto's been doing in the East. And Spolster had this quote after the game. He said, not every team can, and they did have a lot of size. He said, that's what makes them unique. It's not necessarily that they have a monster front line, but everyone except Brunson is 6'8". And it's like, that's what gave Utah fits last year in the playoffs whenever the Clippers said, we're just going to throw a bunch of wings on the floor. And they're doing it again, like, again, this year, the Clippers, like, they trade for Covington, Norm Powell. They're just out there just gathering all the wings. You can never have enough guys six, you know, six, six to like six. Wing stop over there in know, the Clippers. Six, six, ten on the roster. And that's what Dallas is doing right now. Even a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie that they brought in, I mean, six, the first, five. The first thing you see him walk out there on the floor, it's like we're used to seeing Trey Burke. We're used to seeing these smaller guards, Jalen Brunson. And seeing Dinwiddie walk on the floor, I'm like, oh, he looks taller than, you know, like it's just it, they have a ton of these guys now. And I just think how they rotated tonight, how they played with their front line of Maxi and being able to do that, it just it gave them an opportunity to win. 
It's an ability that they didn't have before, right? And it'll it'll hurt them in some games, but in this game, it was massive for them to be able to throw size, and specifically on Jimmy Butler. Mike Prada just, just tweeted this. Putting size on Jimmy Butler continues to vaporize Miami's cr- crunch time offense. Not having Tyler Hero to play off big, to, to, to play hurt them big time. And yeah, they didn't have Tyler Hero in this game, but okay. <laughs> but they put Maxi Kleba on Jimmy Butler late, and he stopped him a bunch of times. I, I, I kept... I kept track and was looking like, man, late in the game, Maxi got a stop on Jimmy Butler with two minutes to go. He got another stop on him with like a, a couple minutes to go. It was just, it, it was that move right there and keeping size out there and not even just putting their biggest guy on, you know, on Bam. It's not even necessarily about that. It was putting size on on Jimmy because he takes advantage of guys with his strength, right? He's not the he's not the fastest guy. He doesn't jump the highest. He's not he doesn't have the best jumper, but he can. He can bull rush you, push you off your spot, and get a shot off. And he couldn't do that against Maxi as well as he could have against, you know, even a, a a Dorian or a Reggie Bullock or anybody else they were going to throw on him. Yeah, no, I mean, and that that's what I mean. There's a reason why they won because of how the roster is constructed. But when they're playing the Clippers, you know, in the playoffs, it's like, all right, they put Maxi on Kawhi, and it's like Kawhi's going to go supernova. But Maxi's a good defender, and he can hold his ground. I mean, Jimmy I feel Butler's like there's not Kawhi. <laughs> He's he's not Kawhi, no, right. but it's like which is why it, they won tonight. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's like here's the thing with the Mavs right now, they've pretty much accepted the fact that hey, some of these bigs out there are going to torch us. Like when we play Jokic, Embiid, some of these guys, like they're going to get their points. But what Dallas is doing with this shift kind of in the roster and switching out KP for Dinwiddie, Bertans is hey, we're going to give up these points. But like you're big, if you have a really talented big, they're going to score and get their get their buckets. But they're going to bank on, we're, but we're going to defend our butts off on the perimeter and try to take away some of these threes. And we're, we feel like we have enough offense to match whatever your big is going to put up. So that's where it's like, it's going to feel at times. I mean, even Bam tonight, I mean, Bam's so dang good. It felt like he was just scoring at will. And it's like this thing where you have to almost just kind of, it's kind of like the rope-a-dope. It's the, you know, the boxing thing. It's like, all right, dang, this sucks. It feels like they're scoring at will. But can we counter that? And can we take away some of the threes and some of their perimeter plays? And can we score enough to count, you know, offset what their bigs are going to do? I feel like that's going to be the story the rest of the season. Absolutely. Coming up, let's talk about the story of this season so far. The two new guys for the Dallas Mavericks, Davis Burton, Spencer Dinwiddie, make a little splash in their debut. We'll talk about those guys, how they're fitting on the roster and everything coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Are you looking for daily fantasy option for the NBA? You need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any ent- on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. You're not playing against, you know, sharks or other, or, you know, those wise guys, anything like that. So, for example, you look at this game, Knicks versus the Nets tomorrow. They have uh, over-under... Uh, okay, well, let's do points. Let's do over/under points. Julius Randle, twenty-four and a half. I could pick the under on that for for Randle, and then you can pick our our friend Seth Curry, fifteen and a half points. I think I'll take the under on that for Seth as well. Take the under on both of those. I put in twenty bucks. I could win forty bucks. I put in a hundred bucks. I could win two hundred bucks. I can also hit the power play on that. That hundred bucks could turn into three hundred dollars if I win on that. So go check out Prize Picks. Go use the um, use the code NBA. You will get. $50 for free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. So go check it out. Prize picks, promo code NBA. All right, Isaac Harris. Spencer Dinwiddie, Davis Bertans make their debut. 
we've, we've talked about how Jason Kidd adjusted. And I think for the last five days, you and I have said, okay, well, the Mavs get Spencer Dinwiddie. They acquire him in a trade. Well, what are we? What's it going to look like? What could it? What could? How? Who could he possibly play with? Well, he's not going to play with Luca and Brunson, so it's going to have to be, you know, Luca and Dinwiddie or Brunson and Dinwiddie. I'm interested to see how those lineups play out. And dang it, didn't Jason Kidd just throw out all three of them right away in the first half? The Spencer Dinwiddie comes out, Luca and Brunson stay on the floor, and they just tried the three guards together, and immediately the Heat went on a 7-0 run. And you're just like, ah, oh, it's it just is clunky. It, and Spencer Dinwiddie has to have the ball in his hands. Uh, and that was that was int- <laughs> that to me was something that he changed in the second half and didn't go back to. But I found that funny that it was the first thing he went to. It was like, let me just throw all three of these guys out there and see what happens. Yeah, he put him in, and I was like, wait, is JB still out there? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, what? What is happening? And that definitely caught me by surprise. And you know, I I don't want to say it will never work, but it's just right now it, again. It just, some teams it will. Some teams Not it will. This one. Dinwiddie will have to prove to teams that he can hit the outside shot consistently for, you know, for that to, to work. But I think it's I'm more about a- the defense. I think the offense can work. Cause all of a sudden there's a couple of plays in this one where all three of them are on the court and you swing the ball around enough. Then you have three guys that can attack from any angle. And that just, you know, throws the defense completely off. And so especially I think, for I think, a guy like, yeah, I think that can work. It's the defensive end that I think is really, they're really going to struggle on that end. Cause you just don't have the guys to throw at, you know, you know when you you don't have the the wings to throw at some of these d- perimeter d- players unless you have like Dorian and Bullock and Josh Green and you know some of these other guys. That's the that's the intriguing part offensively is how many times has Luca played and played with a lineup to where there have been two guys that can create, get to the rim, and play make. Did he play is with it? JJ Barea and Devin Harris? Like, <laughs> yeah, how, <laughs> you know what I mean. That's like many, it. Yeah. And, you know, I you could say, okay, Brunson, Tim Hardaway. I, Tim's not the get-to-the-creator like, type no. that like a, like a Dinwiddie is. So like Brunson uh, and Curry, maybe? Curry at times could at do time. that, but, so, but not way, really. I'm, I'm not, like, fully in love with it. Like, if he didn't play that very much at all, I would be fine with it. But I'm also not opposed to it either. Uh, you know, Dinwiddie tonight, 0 of 2 from 3, that second 3, he missed. Um, I think the ball went into the actual ocean in Miami, but he was two of five um, from the field. You know, obviously not, not a great offensive night from him shooting, shooting wise, but I thought he made like, you could, I feel like you could watch him tonight and say, he's just trying to make the the right play every single time, every single time. I almost wanted him to be a little bit more aggressive tonight at times because he was just making the right pass. I mean, which is great. And it's like hitting the guys, doing his thing, trying to get everybody involved. And there are a couple times he got to the rim. I'm like, ooh, that's what I'm excited to see with you with this team. Having another guy out there like, oh, cool. It's not Luke or JB that can get to the rim. That's awesome. We've been doing this way too long because that's the exact sentence I was about to say. It popped every time that he, like the two times he got to the rim because we're just not used to seeing somebody else be able to get to the rim on the court when it's just Luca or just Brunson on the floor. We're used to these guys yeah. that can literally only take the ball from where they are to somewhere very close to that and not, and not from, you know, the three-point line to the bucket. Uh, he gets those two shots. He does miss four free throws, which stink for him. He's Ken, an 80% mentioned that after the game. He's an 80% free throw shooter for his for his career, so I expect that to to be better. But he did have five assists to your point about making the right play. He did. He he swung the ball around, he made the right play. He did not call his number as often as I would have liked to as well, but 
Uh, for, for this first game, he made a little bit of a contribution, got the five assists because he was swinging the ball around enough. And it's just great to have a ball mover in the NBA that could be a threat to attack. The Mavs don't have anybody else like that besides Luka and Brunson. And you can already see where he's going to have an impact. I mean, what's the opposite of Washington? I'd much rather have, say, what we're saying right now. But, man, I hope I wish he'd be a little bit more aggressive instead of, wow, he was a black hole tonight. He how just many, wanted to take this thing over. How many times this year have we been like, oh, the only players that can dribble against this other team are Luka and Brunson. Literally no one else can dribble because yeah. they'll just get hounded by the defense and then turn the ball over. And and Dinwiddie is another guy that can dribble, which is important. <laughs> yeah, and just having, having him come off the bench of, I, I think I texted you in the second half, and I don't even have the net rating of this lineup in front of me. I don't even know if it sucked or whatever. But I'm like, I don't think there's been a non-Luka lineup that I've been yeah. like semi-excited about than the lineup of it was Dinwiddie, Bertans, Dorian, Brunson, and I think Maxi on the floor. Um, you know, it was without Luka. And I'm like, all right, this is fun. Like this, this is something I'm like, I feel like they could hold, I feel like those five guys could hold the ship, you know, afloat while Luka can get some rest and stuff. But yeah, I mean. Yeah, it was uh in this game it was it was Brunson, Dinwiddie, Josh Green, Kleba, and Bertans. Like that lineup has a little bit of defense with with Green and Maxi, yeah. has the shooting with Bertans, Brunson, Maxi, and then the playmaking of Brunson, Dinwiddie, and Josh Green, right? I mean, that's that's a bench lineup that can play against benches and be and be really good. Um, moving on over to Davis Bertans. Yeah. Man. The flamethrower. The Latvian laser. It's, it's what I wanted, right? It's like, I just wish Davis would come in. What did I say? Hit five threes? He hit three of them in this game. And uh, some of them, I, I feel like he was just putting up there, but uh, and just chucking <laughs> some up some threes. Them? Really? But his gravity, his gravity matters, right? And his gravity is going to change some things for the Mavs. He, his game feels a little bit like like Bobon's to me in the in the sense that when he's on the floor, you're just like, you're just like completely drawn to him, and there's really nothing else you can kind of do. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like he's out there, and they're just gonna be running stuff for for Bertans. They're just gonna be running plays for Bertans because that's that's what they do when Boban's out there. Um, but I thought his shooting mattered a lot. He had that and one dunk, and it was funny. I think Tim Cato tweeted that he can only score in multiples of three. Like Bertans can't hit it two <laughs> at all. He can only he can only score in threes. And his yell after that. I felt that. I'm it like, was cathartic, so man. Real. It was cathartic. Yes. I'm like, let let the yell out of you are not in Washington, D.C. anymore. No. And he talked about that after the game. You know, now I know that I'm I'm here. It's more organized. He literally said it's more organized. Yeah. He said he, what, he, what he said after the game. How much he's having fun. How much he enjoyed every second of it tonight. I. And to that point, Maxi, after the game, was interviewed by Bally Sports and was asked about these two guys. And he said, man, these two guys are just cool guys. We, we loved having them in, joking around with them, bringing them onto the team. And it just feels like they've been on the team for a long time. Luca mentioned that him and Davis were speaking Serbian together. And, you know, Spencer Dinwiddie knows Jared Dudley. And so you just have these connections with these guys. And it feels like the chemistry is, is kind of already there with some, with some of these guys. And they fit. They fit in with this team and uh, it's different from what they had possibly before with another player that was on the team. Um, you talking about Willie or no? Just kidding. True. Um, you know, her Her tweeted this after the game. Somebody tweeted at him about uh, I get it might have been a Wizards fan or whatever. And this guy tweeted at Heralbob and said, "Hey, I'm I'm dying at Mavs fans who you know watch Burton make a couple threes and they think he's good now, whatever." And 
you know, Bob says basically what we've kind of been saying. And I, I said this the other day, I was breaking down how many games, you know, he's played in 34 games this season in Washington compared to, I think it's like 500 and something games for his career. <laughs> and it's like, we want to judge the last 34 games. And Bob says, Hey, he's being sarcastic, total flash in the pan. A guy who shot 40%, 37, 43, 42, 40% from three in his previous five seasons. But I'm sure if the 32% he shot through 40, you know, 34 games this year is a true reflection of it. Like true sarcasm there, but that's the point of this dude has played so long in his career, shot over 40% from three. And, you know, when this trade happens, it was like, oh my gosh, Bertans, he sucks shooting now. It's like, <laughs> all right, well, just look, can we not give him a chance? Like 34 games out of 500 and something that he's shot the ball bad. On a dude, weird Wizards team that were good at the beginning of the year, have all these wings, and I mean, there's so many reasons. Dude's going to chuck the ball up. I mean, yes. Dorian called him a flamethrower the first, you know, when they first made the trade. And I mean, when those first few threes went in, I, I was just so hyped. But it's like, it's what you're saying. And I even tweeted this after the game. He hit three threes in this game. And not to do the whole like KP comp again, but it's KP only hit three or more threes last, you know, this season six times. If he just hit like one more three, like four threes in a game, KP only did that one time this season. So just having another guy out there that's a respectable shooter that can shoot the the three ball at a 40% clip, it does provide so much space and gravity. There was that time in the second half, maybe the fourth quarter, where he caught the ball. I swear it was like 35 feet out, and he pump faked. Over oh, with Duncan like the, Robinson in front of him, yeah, on the left wing. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa okay. <laughs> but Duncan like went for him. He like juked, yeah. he juked him, and was like, oh, I'm a three point shooter. You're a three point shooter. I know you can, you can take a shot from there. This guy's gonna camp out in the corner for the rest of the season and hit yes. so many threes, and it's like, and he only played it? 13 minutes, and that's fine, right? That's what we yes. expected from yeah. him. 13 minutes, 15 minutes, some nights against other teams that are not the number one team in the East that plays good defense and can attack you with guys that go off of screens and stuff. Maybe he'll play 20 minutes a game. But this is what you wanted from him to, to hit threes like this, to come in off the bench. And the Mavs score. He scored 12 points off the bench in the last game against the Clippers. The Mavs scored four points off the bench. Right. It, that's just that's numbers. That's a difference. I mean, that's the difference right there. If Maxi gets back to shooting consistently at that 40 percent mark. I mean, the ability to say, if we're if we're needing points right now, we're behind in the fourth, whatever it is, or even at the very last possession of a game and you need a three, to be able to throw out Brunson, Reggie Bullock, Bertons, and Maxi alongside Luca. Now I mean you legit have four good three point shooters. So anyway. I know we need to take a break. But. Absolutely. Coming up, let's get into the rest of this game. We got to talk about Maxi. We have not talked enough about the incredible game he had. Plus, Josh Green is showing us some more stuff. He had another one of his flashy Josh Green games. We'll talk about him, the viability of him, and uh, talk about more about Luka not scoring any points in the fourth quarter and the Mavs still winning. Let's celebrate that, get that win a little bit more coming up. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full stream for both pro and college hoops. Pro hoops. Pro hoops ball. Pro hoops, let's go. Pro hoops, man. Bet on some pro hoops at Bet Online. You can go check it out. They have the dunk contest. They have games every single night. You can check out some more NBA All-Star props. They have all kinds of things that you can put some money on. Uh, the Jazz playing the Lakers in L.A. This is a game that kind that kind of matters for the Mavericks if they want the Mavs to find their season. The Mavs may want the Lakers to win this game, but Lakers are a four and a half point underdog. Uh, Cause if the Mavs are trying to catch the jazz in the standings, they would want the jazz to lose. But 
Uh, if you want to bet on that game, you can go ahead. Warriors, five-point favorite against the Nuggets at home. That's another game that's interesting. Suns, 15-and-a-half-point favorite against the Rockets. <laughs> that is a line right there. You want to check out all the best props and odds, go check out Bet Online. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into the rest of this game. Maxi Kleba was incredible. He was so great in this game, guarding Jimmy Butler late, uh, hitting three threes, you know, three of eight, that's 37%. That's really good. Call the man, right? Getting six uh, rebounds, but the five block shots, that probably should have been six or seven, if not for a couple of, of weird calls here and there. But Maxi Kleba, an absolutely incredible game. And I saw a couple of fans and, and people on, on Twitter saying, well, you know, what this this version of Maxi, why can't we get this version of Maxi more often? This is what role players do. Maxi even said this post game that, you know, some nights it's me, some nights it's Dorian, some nights it's Brunson, some nights it's, you know, you know, Bullock. They, the Mavs have to have these role players that show up like one every fifth game or something like that. And that's what role players do. Role players on every team do this. If you watch some of the best teams in NBA history, they have these role players and they'll do the same things, right? They show up and play an incredibly good game one night. And then the next four nights they play an average game or a bad game, right? Brunson has taken his game from playing a good game every like four or five nights to every two nights. He's playing a really, really good game. And that's what taking your game up to the next level means for a team, right? Hitting your shots more consistently, getting to the, the rim more consistently, all that kind of stuff. And so Maxi having this game when Bullock was out, Dwight Powell was not good. <laughs> and Dorian, uh, he hit four threes, but um, the, the Mavs' other role players didn't, you know, didn't what he didn't really do a whole lot. Honestly, Luca did not have the greatest game. When so for him to step up when somebody else isn't having a good game is huge for the Mavs, and that's how they win games now. Yeah, the Mavs hit. You know, non-Luca Mavs hit sixteen threes tonight. Huge. Hook that up to my veins. Like, you know, let's let's go with that. And, you know, Maxie's game, I mean, I, I feel like I've been saying for a while, I think he's, when you look at contracts under $10 million, you look at. We looked guys, at all of them with the, with the trade exception, right? <laughs> that's true. Yes. Um, I think he's one of the better bargains in the league for his versatility defensively as a 6'10", 6'11 guy that can guard these you know, perimeter wings at times that can also hit the three. I know he's been, you know, not to the level that he's been used to playing at here lately. Hopefully this is the start of a new streak for him. But I mean, yeah, I just, in a way, you know, Reggie comes back and starts and Josh King goes back to the bench. You know, this, you know, this two man lineup or this two big lineup off the bench of Bertons and, and Maxi is it's so intriguing. I, I don't know. My full thoughts on it yet? I, I think we just we need to see you know a few more games against a few different opponents to have full thoughts on. But it's like we have our own. It's like a twenty twenty one version of Robert Ori and Charlie Villanueva of <laughs> you know of Maxi and Bertans. Was that like the lineup of like a really great team at one point? It's not even two thousand twenty one. Two thousand twenty two. But Johnny Johnny said on Twitter. Uh, that uh, he said Ori and Charlie V. He didn't say the Robert Ori part, but you uh, said that I said that, yeah. <laughs> um, but can't you like you think about the Robert Ori like threes and stuff at the you know uh, all the highlights and stuff? I'm like, that's Maxi hitting threes at top of the key. But um, Johnny said on Twitter during the game that Bertons is a better version of Charlie Villanueva. And now that's all I'll think about. <laughs> 
this whole map stretch. I mean, it adds spacing, right? These two guys, Maxi and Bertans, can space the floor for Dinwiddie and Brunson when they come off the bench, and that's what you need, right? That that adds a lot to to a lineup like this. Instead of playing Dwight, where you have a roller, now you have two guys that can space the floor, and so now you're asking Dinwiddie and Brunson to do what they do best: get to the rim and you know kick out to some of these other guys. Yeah, that's 100 what you want to do. Um, speaking of some of the other guys, Josh Green, I thought had a really good game at times in this one. Josh Green finished with eight points. He had all of them in the first quarter. He hit two threes in the first quarter. He had three assists, one of them, an absolute dime to Brunson in the corner. Josh Green comes off of the right corner. He looks back towards the top of the key and throws the ball to the opposite corner to Jalen Brunson, hits him right in the bread basket, and Brunson hits the three. I mean, it was just, it was an incredible pass, and you're like, I don't know how many Mavericks can make that pass that's not, that are not named Luka Doncic. It was a great, great pass. I don't know if Sadiq Bey could have made that pass. I don't think Sadiq Bey could make that pass. But, but Josh Green, Josh Green's showing us what he can do for the Mavericks, and uh, he, he is playing so like I'm so happy for him. Yeah, and you know, Ball Valgaris is happy too. And I tweeted, I tweeted the video of it when Volgaris commented and said, he just needs one summer with an elite shooting coach and he can be a quality player. And I'm like, I, yep. He's just, he is the, I've said this a million times too. He is the definition of high school running back that you throw on Josh the Green is and not, Josh not Green. Volgaris. No, no, no. <laughs> you're not winning too many high school football games if Bob's your high school running back, but. Uh, unless that Bob's like our coach. fourth Bob Volgaris mention, <laughs> uh, because he he watches the Mavs all the time and yeah, you know, he always tweets about them. He'll he'll chime in with some with some stuff, but um, yeah, man, Josh Green, super fun watching him. I love the progress he's making. I am re- I am curious about this though. What's the rotation look like when when Reggie's back? Like Josh goes to the bench. Yeah. I mean, Berton's just played 13 minutes in this game. You know, does Josh Green just get the Sterling Brown, Frank Nilakina minutes, or when Josh Green was was selected to start today? I said, "Oh, he did the the Rick Carlisle leapfrog thing, right? He leapfrogged yeah. his spot in the rotation and in his starting." But Josh Green but has done like, he's done yeah. some stuff. I feel like he's played well enough though to where he he doesn't just go back to DMPCDs, and so it it I think it's going to depend on who they play against. You have you know you you start with your your starting five. Then you have Maxi and Dinwiddie off the bench for sure. I think I think Bertans is probably going to get a for sure off the bench as well. Yeah. And then you have to choose between Sterling, Frank, and Josh. Who are you going to play? Who are you going to call? Right? Cool. I'll call Paul Rudd every time. I'm I'm saying right now, I don't I wouldn't put it out of the equation like in the in the playoffs that Dwight's not even starting. I think there's some there's some matchups that it's just Maxi at the five. If they really want to get funky with it, you put Dorian at the five. Let's I'm not I'm not mad at that. I think jo- that du- I think Jonathan Dwight Charks is-, is like less like I mean he's gonna Let's freak out if they, if they do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not mad at that. I think Dwight is doing what regular season centers do and eating up minutes, right? Yeah. He's eating up minutes for for Maxi. Maxi can't play thirty five minutes every night. No. He just gets hurt. He's just too injury prone to do that. Got to keep him healthy. Yeah. He can do it every once in a while in a game like this, but you got to have somebody eat up some minutes and a good chunk of minutes, and they can get away with that with Dwight. So I agree with that. Also, we forgot about Marquise Chris. Where does he fit into all this? Oh, I literally did forget about him. <laughs> He's, he was out this game. He didn't play, but uh, he may have a role as well. 
This would have been a nice game for him, I think. I think this is a game where he plays and Dwight probably doesn't as much. As much. I think Dwight still plays, but... Still starts, probably, but... It's fun. They have flexibility. That's one of the bigger things. Yeah. It's like, man, they, they, can, they can play different styles. Dang they can it. have fun. They Dang can... it. Are we drinking the Kool-Aid talking about their flexibility? Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, I'm sure we'll have some some people. Look at these homers. That's fine. I agree with I agree that they have flexibility. And it's, they, it, it, you know, I said I was on Lockdown today with Peter Bukowski today. And I said, it's not just about splitting the contract of Porzingis into two guys. It's about splitting the player into two guys too. One that, that brings something the Mavs need and rim, you know, a rim, uh, a guy that gets to the rim. And then another guy that can shoot threes better than what Porzingis can do. Right. It, it creates I thought you were about to call Bertans a, a rim protector or a rim roller. And I, I almost to- said rim runner in the sense that Dinwiddie runs to the rim with the ball in his hands. I'm like that is not what that phrase is or what that thing is, is called. Uh, Mavs also hit a bunch of threes, like you said, in this game. Uh, 18 threes. Uh, we haven't talked about Luca barely at all this whole, time, this whole pod. But Luca finished his game with, you know, one of his worst games of the year 21 points, 10 boards, and six assists. Slacker. <laughs> Slacker. Uh, but the, the Heat were doubling him a lot. They were trapping him a ton. Yeah. And I think it was Austin Gurria that made this point. Like, you can't trap and, and double Luca for an entire game because eventually he's going to figure it out. And they did. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, how, how Luca, that was obviously the game plan early on. I mean, Dallas did a lot of trapping in this game too, especially with Jimmy Butler and stuff at times. I, I love yeah. how Dallas you know, defended you know, tonight's game, but yeah, I mean, Luca, you know, the switches on bam and, you know, Duncan, he's going to try to, you know, go after, you know, those guys, but they kind of made the point. I mean, we see teams all the time. It's like the Ty Lue thing of like, Teams are going to try, if they're a smart team, they're going to try to do one of two things. Try to double him, get the ball out of his hands, and dare him to have 16 assists, or you don't double and just let him have his 40 and try to take out everybody else. That That's what you do against star players. And tonight, the the other guys came through. Absolutely. Um, I just saw somebody post a video that Luca, you know, the Mavs are desperate for a center this offseason. Luca is tampering with Bam Adebayo after the game. Good job, Luca. I mean, I don't know if Bam's leaving Miami, but Bam would be amazing next to Luke. Oh, they, all the stuff we just said about Maxi is Bam is the all-star version of that, except for the three-point shooting. But yeah, he is the all-star version of what we just talked about with the flexibility, the defense that the Mavs are trying to run. Right, <laughs> all that stuff. Bam's like to play with like a playmaker type of guy. He's be- got Lowry and he's got Butler. Butler's had some good playmaking games. Yeah. There you go. Mavs get a huge win. Absolutely. We will be back tomorrow talking more Dallas Mavericks. Plus, we have every single post game. So the Mavs play the Pelicans next uh, against on, on Thursday. And then it's all-star break. Crazy. Big time weekend in Cleveland. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to pretend at the end. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen. <laughs> I was going to keep going. <laughs> Big time weekend. Yeah. <laughs> that was so like, exciting. That was like when but- when Jimmy Butler threw PJ Tucker a pass tonight, and it, like the shot clock was winding down. He had to throw up a shot, and he hit. He didn't even hit the side of the backboard. He hit like the the stanchion behind the rim. Guys, that was what that shot was just now with you. One more thing. <laughs> if you're watching YouTube, watch this incredible moment. This was a gift that I bought all of our listeners. Are you ready? Oh, oh, you heard nothing. Oh, you didn't.
didn't hear the cough oh. because I got a cough button. Thank you to everyone who sent me money. Venmo, <laughs> uh, I appreciate to everyone who uh, who contributed to this purchase. Uh, nobody did. I bought this uh, with my own tax they money. They listened. And- they listened. They liked. They subscribed. All that stuff helped pay for that cough button. You That's guys did true. this. You guys yes. made this happen. Guys, okay. thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. No, now go listen to Lockdown Now as your second listen. I'll be on there tonight breaking yeah. down the NBA game and <laughs> for the Mavs and all the others. So go check it out. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Let's go. Boom!